0: Welcome to the Defender Diaries where I invite motoring minds to chat cars, restoration and motorsport. I'm Dominique Chalier, an Australian historic car racer, restoration professional and fanatic for everything machines, media and the mind. So jump in and let's go behind the chicanes. G'day everyone. Today I'm joined by Christoph Barbon, the National Auctions Manager of Shannon's Insurance. I'm gonna get him into the car now and uh, we'll have a chat. G'day. <laughs> this is the sick pleasure part of me. Is
1: it? Ah! Just watching me get in. There you go. James Bond. I don't know about that. I think he's just getting used to getting into different cars every day.
0: Oh, <sighs> Daniel Craig move over. We've got a new oh, one I don't here. Know. Right? I <laughs> Great to see you. How are you going?
1: Well, Alright, it's been okay.
0: Yeah, busy Easy
1: time. Period. Easy <laughs> period. Doesn't stop. No <laughs> gaps between auctions. It's uh it's full on. Yeah. Full
0: on. Well that's the way you roll. Bang bang bang. <laughs> it's it's very inspiring. Um here we are in bow. I know. Twenty ten Land Rover Defender, yeah. a belated thank you for helping me secure this motoring dream of mine.
1: Yeah. It's I think it's a pleasure to see you. You still got it. Eleven years down the trail. Well, not eleven years, it's eleven years old, but Yes um you know you use it on a regular basis uh, and i think for me the joy is to watch people connect with their cars and yeah. uh and enjoy it
0: amazing and safely enjoyed by shannon so a Good. nice <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> nice thing here um yeah. Before we jump into my questions regarding auctions in Australia, mm-hmm. for the benefit of our audience, um, can you please share with us a few of your passions? For instance, you studied mechanical engineering mm-hmm. and in your spare time, you're a keen historic and modern classic circuit and road tarmac racer. And we are joined yes. by, yes, a 9146. Can yeah, you please
1: correct. tell us a bit more? Yeah, I mean, this uh, You know, this is a special okay. car. It's uh, something that was acquired by a friend of mine two years ago and uh, we've obviously kept on developing the car and uh, to, to be what it is today, uh, with a, that beautiful Jagermeister livery, so it definitely is bright. Um, I'm like, I matched,
0: I'm like, I didn't, oh, I, I subconsciously, I did. <laughs> Such a chick. Yeah.
1: Uh, but look, it's just a fun car to drive around the track. It's a uh, mid-mount, you know, tr- true meaning a mid-mounted engine. Um, mm. it, it is now retrofitted of a 911 three-litre motor taken out to 3.2, uh, pushing mm. out close to 300 horsepower. Ooh. And in some that weighs 900 odd kilos. It's a whole lot of fun.
0: Oh wow, that's a handful. Oh
1: yeah, enjoy it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Christoph, your team had a Bonza Autumn Online Auction Mm. most recently uh, in mid-April. A big congratulations to you and your team. Um, Can you please recap on some standout results? I have a feeling lot number 152 may be the one to highlight the 1965 Holden HD X2 Premier Sedan
1: isn't that an interesting one i mean you know if someone had asked me before the auction would that be the the lot that you know would create that sort of interest i would have said you know hard to believe um, but it was such a beautiful example uh very rare to find the x2 models today um, I, even from the start of the auction the first two days of bidding we saw the car already get up to you know sixty seventy thousand dollars so um, it was it was it was great to watch and, and at the end it was actually nice to have an australian classic that actually did achieve that sort of figure
0: yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. um this might be a good time to just um touch on on the rise of uh the holdens in australia Mm. in terms of the desirability for our audience members watching overseas can you help us understand and fill in the gap there and what's going on
1: I think with the demise of Ford and Holden in Australia, we have seen that market really take off. Um, It, you know, and I think uh, with COVID uh, coming through, we've even seen more of a rise since then. Uh, I think there is more disposable income at the moment out there. Um, Mm. uh, We can say money's cheap because interest rates are really down to nothing. Um, So we are seeing people spending on, you know, Australian classics and Australian muscle cars. Previously, we'd seen the Baby Boomers in the marketplace, and I think now we're seeing the Gen X um, into that marketplace. Ooh. So, you know, they're, they're, they're coming into the marketplace for the 70s, 80s cars as well. We're probably seeing a really good appreciation in the later cars, what we call emerging classics, so the sort of yes. 90s, 2000s as well, so, mm-hmm. which have, you know, been very popular with uh, Australian enthusiasts in the last 12 months as well.
0: It's really exciting. Maybe my Forester Subaru will one day be a modern classic. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it was quite astonishing as an onlook- onlooker to see the auction results in 2020 last year, uh, with not only Shannon's but other auction houses in Australia pinging some really big numbers. Um, it seems somewhat counterintuitive to what was happening on a global economic scale in terms of the pandemic crisis, uh, yeah, yeah. which we empathise is still continuing. Mm, yep. um, Surely Aussies were selling out of need, but people were also buying like you just mentioned before, and they're buying big. Um, and you did just touch on this, but can you shed some light on on what you felt was happening in the mind of Aussie classic and vintage car consumers during this time?
1: Look, oh, what, what I've uh, experienced with a lot of customers, they're saying, obviously, they're not going to be traveling overseas for the next two or three years. Um, mm. So th- they're obviously looking at, you know, exploring their own country. And, and many of us haven't, yeah our country as much as we should um, and I think a lot of them are thinking well you know I can buy a classic car or a classic bike and actually uh, you know meet, meet like-minded people and we can do whether it's you know shows or interstate trips yeah. um, and actually get to enjoy the vehicle whether it's with friends or with their family
0: so right, like the spotlights now turning inwards domestically, mm. yep. a- and I think that's really exciting. We do mm. have an amazing scene here. We do, um, yeah, yeah. We've been mates now for probably a decade. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and through the car community, you know, we've fostered so many friendships through the activities that we have.
1: It is, so, yeah, And it's growing. Right. It's, it's growing. I mean, and that's the beauty of it, and I mean, that's what we see. I mean, as uh, yeah, I think probably one of the beauty of working in insurance, and uh, probably being the largest insurer of these type of vehicles in Australia, we we are seeing that market grow. Uh, it's not as if we're seeing it stand where it is. I mean, we are taking you know in excess of fifteen thousand, twenty thousand calls a week for insurance. And whoa,
0: really um, that yeah. many?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're seeing the numbers grow. I mean, so it's a really it's it's positive for the space for the yeah. for the movement.
0: Yeah. Ah, very well. Like yeah. it's amazing. It's um it's quite staggering really. I, I mean I'm not surprised that when you hear the numbers you just and watching the auction results you're just like wow it's this is really happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I'm gonna put something out there. Please agree or disagree or yeah. I have a feeling that Australian classic and vintage car enthusiasts are buying more now with the view of driving and enjoying their classics, as opposed to viewing these fine collectibles as simply blue chip investments, mm-hmm. which I think was a bit of a trend only a few years ago. Yep. Um, would you agree that there's been a bit of a shift in the mindset, and or do you think Aussies have always you know, swung towards being more enthusiasts than just collectors?
1: Yeah, good question. I think we see both. We see both. Um, okay. You know, I, we see plenty of people that buy and say, oh, I won't drive this." You know, I'll put it away in my collection. Whereas, fair yeah, fair enough. And I think it's probably you know, there's a little bit of generational things going on mm-hmm. there. Uh, but on the flip side, we also see enthusiasts who are buying to use their cars. You know, whether it's with, yeah. out with their friends, with their family, uh, take them out on a regular. You know, regular events. I, I think. The fact that we've seen events change, you know, the traditional car shows where you would go and spend six, seven, eight hours at a car show, take your picnic rug and your chairs. Um, I'm not sure if Gen X really want to do that or the younger generation Mm. want to do that. They're probably more into the cars and coffee event where they can go Uh. for two hours, take the car out, out for two hours and then potentially keep on going, go for another drive or enjoy their cars with, you know, with a group of friends. Um, so I think there's these type of events of, of changing, um, you know, what we've seen from traditional shows previously, yeah. um, and probably encouraging people to use their cars more.
0: Get out, shorter stints, perhaps not full day, daykays. No, no,
1: <laughs> no. Look, I think, you know, if I speak personally, I look at, as a, you know, having a family, it's hard to be out for the whole day, yeah. but yeah. it's easy to, to go out for cars and coffee at 7am and be back by nine thirty ten 10am. So yeah, true. Uh, yeah. So, you know, th- there's those type of events. Or, we, you know, we regularly do a drive group. We'd, we catch up at 7.30 for a coffee. Mm-hmm. Then we might take a drive up to the peninsula or down to the Great Ocean Road. And we're, we're back by 10, So
0: It's like having like three different days in one. It's, it's pretty it's awesome. It's, it is. <laughs> I love that. Um, look, in terms of trends, is it fair to say Australia makes up its own trends of what's hot? because of our deep passion for Aussie muscle as opposed to being influenced solely by the American and European markets or do you think every region will always have a healthy appetite for their own and also for foreign exotics
1: look I think there's definitely the appreciation for foreign exotics I mean you and I both appreciate European fine European cars and you know design and you know some of the Italian cars some of the you know most beautiful design cars in the world Um, but I think Australians also, you know, we, we have seen the trend of Australian muscle cars, you know, selling for up to a million dollars.
0: It's staggering.
1: it is 99% an Australian market and potentially 1% New Zealand for, for those cars. So it's our own bubble. It's not, it's not a world market vehicle, you know, if you had to compare it to a Shelby Mustang or, you know, Dodge Challenger or something, you know, that's muscle, but more a world market. uh, Mm. Vehicle, so yeah i think we do have our own bubble anyway
0: we have our own bubble mm. and then we have our own camps within the bubble
1: yep yeah, that's right
0: i you know i know a lot of people obviously being yep. an Alfisti, Alfista, elfista uh i know a lot of people that are very like italian car oriented but then we'll still rub a neck when a Tirana goes past or something because well,
1: it's, a... it's in us it's in us you know i think we 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 grew up with these cars, and and there's something special. We watch these cars race at Bathurst and other race tracks around Australia, and it's there's something special about it. I mean, you know, I I love watching a Great xu one or a, you know, an L34 A9X, um, yeah. you know, um, GT Falcon. Um, you know, there's some great cars out there. So.
0: Oh, I know my mouth is watering as you're talking about it. like <laughs> such a sicko. I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Um Christoph, your career is so fascinating to me and you have the pleasure of seeing such a wide variety of cars as we've just touched on. Um, You meet so many people and you learn so much about Australian motoring just to get inside your brain for a day would be pretty cool. Um, You also help people facilitate dreams of ownership, but there must be an emotional side of your daily work, which involves working with people selling beloved vehicles for a variety of reasons. Can you share with us a little bit of the realities of your daily work? Yeah.
1: It, look, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, people people ask the question, oh, why is that person selling? You know, mm. and it's, I mean, there, there's 10,000 reasons why people sell vehicles and uh, and, and acquire others. Um, you know, we see people who enjoy restoring cars, and then once they've restored it, they sell it. Uh, oh, because they've that, just loved
0: the project. They love that. the
1: project part mm. of it. Um, there's others who have collected it and want to sell it, and... Um, and move on to something bigger and better or that could be a change in their lifestyles. So they've decided to head in a different direction. Um, so we, we do deal with, uh, with you know, a significant amount of people and, and, and really from all walks of life. And that's probably the great thing. You know, we're dealing from the person who's the, you know, the tradie, the mechanic, all the way through to your white colours. So uh, you, know, you see a, a massive mix of people, as, as you'd see for the restoration business yeah
0: that's true yeah. which which is changing too uh yeah i I'm amazed by um amazed and excited by uh the next generation of avid vintage and classic car owners yeah. wanting to do projects um, they come to us uh they don't have the skills but they've got the passion and they really want to be a part of the project yeah, yeah, so like yeah. you just said and, and, so.
1: and I think what's amazing with this scene is and probably which doesn't happen in normal life is um how often can you put a tradie and a lawyer or a judge together where they can converse about, you know, very similar uh, topics? But when you put them into a motoring theme together and they're talking about something they're passionate about, yeah. they can get on like best mates. And that's
0: such an amazing point. That's the yeah. racetrack. Like that's our yeah. garage, for that's instance. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and socially, usually those two may not connect, but because of that vehicle or that bike, they yeah, uh, yeah they can actually get along really well
0: yeah you just yeah. raised a really cool point <laughs> I love that like the fruit bowl yeah of our community
1: yeah, yeah every, everything and it's great all to be part p- of that yeah it's it great is great to absorb that and be part of that and just see because it's real it's you know they're talking about something they're passionate about it's real yeah
0: And I think that's why we're so eclectic in our interests and passions is we're an eclectic bunch. And I, like you, I just love chatting to people. I mean, here I am today. Mm -hmm. I just love getting to understand what people's worlds are like and um, their thoughts on things. So, yeah, the classic car trade is definitely the one to be in for that. (laughs) In regards to veteran and vintage cars, uh, as an enthusiast of both, I do worry that we will lose many of these, whether they depart our shores or are bound to museums. I'm not against cars being stored away and preserved, um, but I am pro the driving of them. I think it's healthy. It is healthy. It's like a treadmill. (laughs) Um, Look, and I think that's simply due to the younger generation either not having an interest perhaps being fearful of their capability to own and maintain a vintage vehicle, or simply just not being in a financial position to do so. What is your crystal ball thought to the fate of a beautiful vintage car scene down under?
1: Or or the other point is, have they been encouraged by their parents or grandparents to Mm. actually uh, participate Mm. and actually be encouraged to get behind the wheel of these cars and, uh, and drive these cars? Uh, I, I think that's probably you know the, the, for me that's probably the bigger point. Um, we see a very different scene in the UK. Yes. Um, yep, and probably uh, a bit similar in America as well, where you know in the UK it, it's quite normal to see a twenty-five, thirty-year-old driver blow a Bentley. Oh, uh, yeah. Dad's got one, and you know the twenty-five, thirty-year-old sons is aspiring to own one as well. Yeah. Uh, where we really don't see too much of that here uh, in Australia. It, it, it's kind of sad, but. I think it's it's how you know it's what's being put forward to these you know to the, to young to the younger generations and and you know it, if I take that one more step further it's it's like the old tradespeople that we have who know how to roll sheets into you know create guards and things like that yeah. uh, and and are able to create these amazing bodies of vintage cars and you know it's it's passing that trade onto the next generation as well yeah you know that's always that's the other battle we face um, but but I think you know. It, there, there probably is less interest uh from the younger generation, but I think it'd be great to see the older generation encourage the younger generation to,
0: to yeah. partake
1: in in a scene
0: I think some more workshops some uh, some uh, yeah, again I'm yeah. stumbling on it because I have so many ideas yes, and I have yeah, had so many ideas and yeah. I've even run restoration classes with uh Vince yep. Pinozzo mm. to try and teach and, and hand on the skills but um these things take time and yeah, um yeah. yeah it's
1: um you know at Motorclassica uh, we had the program yeah. um the school program yes which, I hosted yeah, one of the groups nice. I loved it which we you know we <laughs> looked at uh, a few years ago to, to bring on and for me it was really important to get behind it because uh, as an engineering student, there weren't many outlets for me to go to after I'd finished my engineering
0: mm. uh,
1: at the time. And it was, for us, it was important to try and, you know, when we had a quieter day, like a Thursday uh, or Friday, to bring, uh, try and bring school kids in to actually show them that, you know, this is, you know, vintage veteran cars and um, some that they may not see. Yeah. Uh, but also to get them to talk to younger people about being in the trade um, and yeah. what they can do. And um, you know, we discussed this at length around you know what age should we should we be targeting? You know, year eleven and twelves, or should we target younger? And uh, mm. we decided to target the younger group, like your nines and tens, because in many cases the elevens and twelves are already looking at what they're going to be doing, but the younger ones haven't quite committed to. Uh, what they may do when they leave school so it was important to get these kids in to actually um, see what we do at the show and uh, talk to some you know young designers from Holden Design and yes, uh, restorers and, yep. and things like that so I it's loved great. it. Yep. Can
0: we do yep. that again?
1: I know we need to do it again.
0: Like we have to do it again um I I had a oh gosh I think I led um was it four groups or five groups through the preservation category yep. and I mean, I'm just so excited talking about it um, and, and it was a battle at times. Some of the kids were, you know, on their iPhones and, and perhaps looking at like modern supercars or things like that. But when you actually lead them back to the history, like this yep. is where it began. Um, mm. And you get it pass on that excitement and, and teach them about the hand craft aspect to everything um, and the history really then you can see them drawing in and understanding. Bit more engagement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, mm. oh, yeah, let's do that again. That's an important part of what we do and the legacy that yeah, we're passing on. Uh, uh, Christoph, I know that you're really, really busy. I've probably speedy Gonzaled my way through this interview. <laughs> um, look, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and having you sit here inside the dream that you Bow. helped me secure, Bo, Bo the yep. Black Box before i let you go the doors are locked by the way um so i can't let you go yet (laughs) kidding that's so (laughs) creepy um one of my favorite questions if you could drive any car in any era at any racetrack at any location what where why who all those things
1: wow tough question Mm. tough question i you know i i really love watching the 30s and 40s uh, race cars, but then I look at the lack of safety in them, and I think, would I really want to be driving at that speed? And I've got a whole lot of respect for the drivers of that era, like you yeah. know the Nuvolari's, and I know one of your favourite drivers of all time, uh, you know the Sterling Mosses and you know, and Brabham's uh, and Jackie Stewart, and you think oh, just incredible people who drove in an incredible era that I don't know if I could do that. Um, the
0: skill, the, the no skill, room for yeah, error. Yeah,
1: that's right. So that's quite impressive. Would I want to jump into a car that era? Probably not. Uh, really? Yeah. You wouldn't
0: want to give it a go? No,
1: not at that speed, I think. A
0: lap belt like uh, tooth floss? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I
1: think I'd like to jump into some of the 70s or 80s uh, you know, yeah. turbo era cars and actually Oof. just just absolutely wild. But, you know, it would be interesting to give that a try, I think.
0: Can you pinpoint one? Can you pinpoint a track, an event? Ooh. Bathurst?
1: Bathurst is an incredible track. I've been fortunate enough to drive it, and I love it. And I think the the changes in the track, and uh, you know, it's just incredible. Uh, you wouldn't drive a Formula One around there, no. Uh, <laughs> but I'd love to drive a very well-sorted out GT car through through Bathurst. Um, Perfect. That'd be an awesome ride, yeah.
0: Maybe that dream will come true, Christoph. Know. We can only hope. <laughs> Tuck it under the pillow tonight yeah, and uh, yeah. wish to the speed gods. Christoph Borobon. Shake you. your hand, absolute legend! Thank you so much for your time. Thanks having me. And oh, uh, no. yeah, it's mm. we loved it. No, so we'll catch you around at the next event. All right. Okay. You Thanks. <laughs>